and we're on. Glory be to God. Thank you for joining Dominion Sonship once again and for being a partaker of really that which the Lord um, transforms me for. <laughs> that which the Lord molds me for, for this divine utterance. And, and um, it is a true work of the Holy Spirit within my own life to bring forth this utterance that I truly I, 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 I'm fully persuaded, I'm fully persuaded is of God and not of me. I'm fully persuaded that this is a true unveiling of his nature within his word because his word is his nature. His nature is found in the word of God and nowhere else can we truly glean and apprehend and be transformed and be, and be a becoming of the nature of God outside of the staying, this, this staying, this abiding, this living, this habitation in the word of God. And so today's message is something that, um, will be by the end of it I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to 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 shake us all up from the old way of the way this message might have been taught the title that is and it is be still be still of course when we think about and when we hear the word be still immediately we think of Psalm 46 10 be still and know that I am God So many messages on what it looks like to be still and, and, um, we just assume we know what it is. We just assume we know. We just, you know, just sometimes to me it has looked like just shut up, Desi. <laughs> just shut up, Desi, and just keep standing. Or or just give up, Desi, and let God take over. Or or I don't know, all these all these moments and, and always trying to figure out what the stillness is. I'm telling you, this is a work of the Holy Spirit, the stillness that we now have in God. Because our lives are hid with Christ in God. And there's no greater stillness. There's no greater calm. There's no greater solidity. There's no greater establishment and firmness than being hid with Christ in God. That it's no longer my life I'm living out daily, but it is now his life in me. The hope of glory in that which I live and, and move and have my being in. It is he himself, he himself, the word made flesh, the word made flesh. Last week, I I um I really tapped into something that that um uh, I I I it was transformative to me. But that is how every message is. So maybe it all sounds the same to you guys in terms of what I say about that which comes through me. But firmly established last week, I would I would I would encourage you to listen to if you haven't. And of course, always follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. But really, that which comes through me on a weekly basis is a building block from what was the week prior. And I really believe they are standalone messages. Yes, indeed they are. But there is a building, a transforming when we sit in a stream of how he's flown to bring us to this moment. So firmly established was all about a solidity of a Christian walk. Firmly established was about walking life by faith and that when we talk about Christian faith, we cannot separate the word of God from Christian faith. And there's no stability in anyone's life, mine nor yours, if we are not situated in the most stable of stable foundations, 
The only foundation that we can build on as Christians, the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the rock of the word of God. And maybe I'm going a little bit too fast and maybe you need to pause if you want to watch this message later on. But without a situating of my life, and when I say my life, I would actually refer to my thoughts. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. And so my life is really found in the meditations of my thoughts. <laughs> a novel idea. It's not found in the do's. The do's I do, they come from a deeper, greater place of the inner man. And the shaping of the inner man is always through the shaping of a word given. Whether it is the, wor the word of the world or whether it is the word of God and we know when it is the word of God there is a shaping and a becoming of dominion sonship. Becoming of the one that is of God and walks earth in dominion through the faith that he now possesses the faith of the son of God within him or within her. And so I, I never got to, I went um, last week, but I never got to read them out. So this week it's perfectly queued up from last week, the firmly established. I had looked up the synonyms to this firmly established phrase and, and it meant deeply rooted, deeply seated, ingrained, entrenched, habituated, seasoned, and of course, we looked at Colossians 2 and we looked at Ephesians 3 about being rooted and grounded in him, established in the faith. The antonym is a telling as a synonym to this firmly established. And I looked that up from the thesaurus. The antonym, the opposite of being firmly established, which as Christians we are not to be. As Christians, we're to be firmly established on the solid foundation of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. The antonym to firmly established is indefinite, I can say undecided, back and forth all over the place, infrequent, sporadic, the opposite of firmly established, uncommitted, unconfirmed, and undecided. How often we've walked this way. Unconfirmed. Well, I'm not really sure, you know. I'm waiting for another confirmation. Unconfirmed. The confirmation, the unction of the Holy Spirit. When in Christ we have the word of God hidden in our heart, lest we sin against our God. When in Christ we've been well equipped with the Holy Spirit to display the very glory of God. And so that's why these messages, that's why the abiding in the word of God, it's to firmly establish us like a tree planted in the streams of water. Let's go to Psalm 1. That is what firmly established looks like to me. In Psalm 1, a planting of the Lord, Isaiah 61. We can look at that as well. Psalm 1. In Psalm 1. 
great power is found. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I tell you, the counsel of the ungodly is what makes you sporadic, uncommitted, indefinite, undecided. But we're not of those that walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, the mockers, the pretenders. But his delight, you're in my delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord, in his word. And in his law, he meditates, he situates, he thinks upon, he lives in, he ponders on, he meditates day and night, day and night, day and night. Let's go back because we are the blessed ones. Let's start again. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, you're in my delight, our thrill, our joy, our happy place, is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This is it. This is what firmly established is. He shall be like a tree planted, planted, a planting of God, placed, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Is this truth? Is this truth? Is this our reality? Yes, it has to be as Christians. So lest we be fascinated with the lifestyle of the sinners, lest we be fascinated with the lifestyle of the unrighteous and want to run and keep that company and, and be taken away from the confidence that we have of this firm foundation that we stand on immovable. Lest we swerve and go down a dark alley and try to cover up and pretend. And yet here the Lord says, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The way of the ungodly shall perish. The wages of sin is death and there's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. And yes, such temptations lurk our way. Such intense passions can arise in our flesh. Such moments where we have got to strip every thought down and bring it into subjection. Bring it into the submission to the word of God. And say the word, the Bible is truth. And the Bible just right here, but every other verse you can go through and it's the same story. 
the only thing that pleases God is faith. Faith in the word of God. The only thing that pleases God is faith in the word of God. Let's read Psalm 46, this title, Be Still and Know. God is our refuge and strength. God is my refuge and strength. God is your refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, because he is who he says that he is. Hebrews 11 says that those that come to him must believe that he is. And he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. Well, we are to acknowledge and believe and live life like we believe that he is exactly this, our refuge, our strength, our very present help in trouble. And just to live life from these verses, oh my, the intensity. Well, you want to be your little strength. Where you want someone else to be your little refuge. Where you, you want someone else to be your help. Because you just don't want to trust God in a difficult moment. Because it's so hard to believe God when everything else that's out in the visible is telling you a bad report. If it takes me two hours, I'm going to speak this message. I'm just right now refusing the pressure of time. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will, because of this, will not fear. Look at this. Even though the earth be removed... <laughs> Why afraid of rumors of war? Why afraid of bugs that might be in there this time of year? Who is your refuge? Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live in your mind? What are you thinking about? Time to turn off that TV. Turn off the telly. Turn off the worldly reporting. And come into the supernatural persuasion of the word of God. And live out Christian faith. And stand in the crowd and demonstrate a boldness, a zeal for God. Unafraid. Though the earth be removed. I've been as a young girl in, in an earthquake situation. I think it was in the like seven in the Richter scale out, or 6.5 out of 10. I remember uh, my parents would take me out of the city where it was really almost like the epicenter. And, um, and we were taking the bus. That's how it was to go to the outskirts. And I remember 
And talk about people used to these situations. The bus driver driving, no issue whatsoever. I remember as a little girl looking at the, the building we look, lived in, and it was just going like that. It was actually coming this way and back, this way. And I thought, how is that thing not going to come over me? And we're all outside looking at the building coming up this way. We walk to the bus. The pavement is like, like, a, like an ocean. It's like, like ripples. And so we're in this bus, and I'm in, I don't know, half panic. I don't remember any panic. It's just, we, we just, we're going to go to the outskirts. Mom and dad said, me and my brother, we're going to the outskirts. And everyone else said the same idea. I'm driving, and I remember the road just doing that, like, like, just, And that's not the same as they are being removed from under my feet. Not the same. If I'm not supposed to fear an earthquake, and I remember as a child, really not having a fear, just a, a big question mark, why is this building not coming over me? Fascinated by the road and the ripples and the road, the concrete doing that. Since when did concrete do that? Or, or pavement? I've been in milder earthquakes as well, but that was like, I remember the, I, I never have experienced anything like it. I'm still here to tell the story. Why afraid? If God is our refuge and strength, who is your daddy? Whose arm are you leaning on today? The way you respond and the way you carry yourself will tell me whom you trust. Don't you be telling me, don't you judge me, sister so-and-so, Desi Schneider. No, I just surveyed the fruit of one's life. The way you surveyed the fruit of my life. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. What kind of a sight is that? Though the mountain, I think of the North Mountain down in Nova Scotia, and the sea is right next to it. And what if I'm, I'm just driving up that road and suddenly I see that mountain and I'm like, oh, look, over oh, into the sea it goes. Ha ha, God's got me. Would that be my response or your respond? Read this like you're living it out because you will be living it out if you're not living it out now. Who is your confidence? Who is my confidence? Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river.
whose stream shall make glad the city of God. I identify with this river. The holy city of the tabernacle of the most high God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations rage, and now there are nations raging. Even our nation against the Holy One, the anointed one of God and his church. You watch and see the end of it. Who's got the upper hand? Live like you know who's got the upper hand. You know it's your God. And don't pretend you don't live and you got to go along with the party line. Oh, you know, I always knew God was going to come through. Did you? Did you? Is that why such compromise has been going on with so many believers? There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. You know, you can tune me out. You don't have to ever come back and listen. But when you read the word, the word will confront you. I'm reading the word of God. I'm reading the word of God to increase, increase my persuasion of confidence in him. Bring out these stories of my childhood to share with you. How you got to trust the lead of your heavenly fathers. At that as a young age, I trusted mom and dad taking me on that bus and seeing everything as a soul. I knew I was safe. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. Ha ha, here he comes, the glorious one, our God. He has already uttered the word that every nation melts and bows the knee to the word of God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with me. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Well, since we're here, I want to look at this word, be still. A lot of the translations translate, such as the ESV, New Living, NIV, the Berean King James, New King James, be still. The New American Standard reads, Stop striving and know that I am God. 
the NASB 95, 1995 edition, cease striving and know that I am God. The Christian Standard Bible, stop fighting and know that I am God. Exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Aramaic is return and know that I am God. Contemporary English, I love this one. Our God says, which my husband, the title of something I had to look up here, here identify with that I just shared about this week. Something happened to me. Our God says, calm down. Calm down. Calm down, Desi. And learn that I am God. All nations on earth will honor me. <laughs> the God's word, most simple translation, let go of your concerns. Let it go. Cast your care on the Lord. He cares for you. I I'm wanting us to come back to the realization that in the midst of chaos, the one thing that we do not do is take the care. The one thing they refuse to do is, is start getting heady and analytical. And at that moment, it's like we're fighting with God. We're trying to tell God, I know better. I'm doing this, God, because I got to fend for myself, God. That is not be still and know I'm God. Just get along with, 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 the, with, with, with the crowd and go with the sway of the wicked one. That does not mean be still and know I'm God. Me worrying about my life is not being still and knowing he's God. We sing those little cute songs. We get in these little la-la places for five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour. Walk away from there. Strifefulness in our minds. Deep in thought of how we're going to make it. JPS Tanakh 1917. Let be, let be and know I am God. The literal standard version. Desist and know I am God. Desist from worrying. The NET, I've never even heard of this translation, but it's, it's part of my little Strong's uh, Concordance Bible Hub app. So I, it's, it's just, it gives you a different nuance. Stop your striving and recognize that I am God. I will be exalted over the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. Stop worrying about it, but stand for God. That's how you know he will be exalted on the earth. If you know who the champion of the land is, who are you going to stand with and for? Him. God is the one I stand with. Young's literal translation, desist and know that I am God. 
I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted on the earth. Now, this word still is uh, the Hebrew word 7503. It is to sink, to relax, to sink down, to situate yourself in, to let drop, to relax. Even one of us is to withdraw. And I, what I'm looking at at that moment is I'm seeing to withdraw away from the chaos of, of the world and come into God and find your rest in him. The rest of faith. In another breakdown that I had looked up about this word 7503 was to wait, be still, wait, stay, sink, relax. But another nuance was surrender. Surrender your carnal thoughts and get to know the living God. Surrender the strifefulness of the man nature and come into the divine nature of pure trust and confidence in God alone. Be still and know that he is God. Let's go to Isaiah 61 as we go back to the New Testament. Here we find Jesus picking up the scroll of Isaiah and reading from this portion right here. So let's start in verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. It doesn't look like running away in fear. It doesn't look like complying with fear. It doesn't look like nowhere to be found when the sickly are around. Verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness for mourning. That's what he does, and now he lives where? In us, and because he lives in us, we have the ability now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to do the very same acts of glory that we saw Jesus demonstrate on earth. To give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, firmly established. They may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That he may be glorified. You see, when you're firmly established on that solid rock of the word of God, 
You are allowing full access. You are allowing yourself to be a vessel fully yielded to him. Full access to him. The Lord of glory. Because when you are found in the word of God, that's where you cease from this carnal labor of thinking you have a better thought than the word of God. Or many times we don't even go as far as that. But we, because we are not reading and, and, and allowing the word to really read our lives as we read the word. We've got no idea that these carnal thoughts are actually contrary to the word of God. That we actually are strifeful in our minds against God. <laughs> we just read in Psalm 46, though the earth gives way and be removed from under my feet. And the mountain goes and sinks into the ocean. I am not to be afraid. That is the most supernatural reaction to something that you see of such a, a magnitude of, a, of, a, of, a, of an earthly sight. How can I not be afraid? The only way. The only way is if you're a doer of the word of God. Where you have habituated, habitually stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed in the word of God. Well, Jesse, who does that? I'm telling you who does. The one that's desperate to know God. And is done with the ways of the world. Done with political correctness. Towing that little line of, well, better be careful, you know, because I could stir up the Christians and I could stir up the worldly ones in the world. He is coming. He is the soon coming king. How can we face him if we know we've lived in compromise? I'm not talking about the big sins. Oh, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink wine, I don't fornicate, you know, I'm not in this, I'm not in the, uh, Jesse, I'm all good. I go to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living your life in honor to the word of God. And being found in the press of faith for him to show you what that looks like. Be still is great vigilance. In the be still message is great alertness. In the be still message is do not worry about your life. In the bestial messages being firmly established. In the bestial messages is knowing you've got living proof, which is the word of God. In the bestial message, knowing you've got living hope. In that bestial message is also, you've been never disappointed in that place of knowing who God is. In that bestial phrase, there is hope in God that does not disappoint. In that bestial phrase, there is rise and walk and be a Christian in the land. In the bestial message is by faith alone. In that beast still mesh is not by sight, not by sight. Oh, oh, really? I thought beast still is just check out and do nothing 
and wait on God, whatever that means. And live and mingle with the world because you don't want to be persecuted. In the be still phrases, cast your care on the Lord. He cares for you. Carefree and devour free is in the be still. Be still. And knowing who he is. How do you know who he is? Get to know Jesus. Who is Jesus? They express the very image of the Father. Who is Jesus? The Word made flesh. You read the Word, you get to know you have any Father. Well, many part of the religious thoughts you've had up until now. I'm not talking about a new religion. I'm talking of zero religion. But abiding in the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, in this living word. Living out his life now. What do you call that? I call it transformation. I call it a brand new life, a new creation life. That's what I call it. To be a Christian is means that you're a new creation. That's not religion. That's a whole different way of being, of God from above, from above and not from beneath. I'll listen to this message too afterwards. I'll be very happy. God gave me boldness of utterance today. Let's go now. Ephesians 3. Seventeen. We read this last week and we looked up the concordance of it. So I'll just quickly take a look at that. I'll read that in the Strong's Concordance again, if you don't mind that. Ephesians 3.17. Let's do verse 16. This is Paul's prayer. He bows his, his knees to the heavenly father and he prays this prayer. Verse 16, this is what the prayer is that he, God, would grant you, would grant us, you and I, will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened, to be strengthened. This is what to be still looks like. This is what it looks like to, to see the mountain go into the ocean and be not moved. Is because you've been strengthened with might in the inner man. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. To know that you're born again, can I say. To know that you're not of this lower realm of existence. To know that you're from above. To know that you're being held in the palm of his hand. And no matter what shakes on the outside, you will be immovable in the grip of his word that's upholding you. Upholds the word, the power of his word is upholding the whole universe. Upholding your life upholding your life to be strengthened with this might in your inner man to to know that Christ resides within you the resurrector the soon coming king by the spirit of the living God 
lives in you now. Who are you? Who are you? When you go grocery shopping, when you go to work, when you drive your car, who are you? You're not the one given to the cares of the world. Oh, my. You're not given to the cares. But you're given to God. For God to dwell in you. For the bountiful mercy. For he's the father of all mercies. To comfort you in this hour. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Through faith. Faith comes only through the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. Faith comes no other way. Christian faith, Romans 10, 17, outli outlines it. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints and that we could say the expanse of his love. You can read the rest in your own moment. Powerful portion of scripture. And this is what we talked about last week about being firmly established to be rooted and grounded so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I praise in parentheses you being rooted that word rooted is to cause to root to plant to fix firmly to establish a planting of the Lord so that God be glorified Isaiah 61 so that God be glorified to you through your strong stance through your immovability, through your, your situating yourself and him is situating you in the word. Being rooted and grounded, that word ground is to found, to lay the foundation, base, to erect. And so what we, we match it up with then, we went to 1 Corinthians And I'll start. Today's message is about to start. <laughs> Chapter 3, where we read Paul's writing from verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. For down in 16, he'll say that we are the temple of God and that God's spirit dwells in us. That's who you are. Back to verse 10. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work. 
of what sort it is. Great exposure on that day there will be. Firmly established, be still, means to be found in Christ alone. To be found in the word of God alone. That's how you'll not be shaken. That's how you'll not be moved. That's how you get to know who your God is. Let's go 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, and with him there's no shifting shadows. With him there's no yes, no, maybe so. Verse 19, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him, in him, are yes, and in him, amen. Not outside of him, not outside of the words, but in him. All the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us, this is it. He who establishes you and I, this establishment, this solidity that is found in Christ, it is truly the work of God. We read what Paul told there to, to the, the, in the first chapter of, uh, to the Corinthians. He said to them, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. That is 1 Corinthians 3, 6. But God gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. But it is God that brings forth this solidity. How? By his being found on that solid foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a key here in 21. Uh, oh, sorry, 22 and then 23. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has appointed us is God, who also has sealed us. This is it. Who also has sealed us. You're not your own. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our heart as a guarantee. And the Holy Spirit is constantly leading us, leading us in truth. He's constantly bringing to remembrance the words of Jesus. He's constantly bringing us back to the solidity of the word of God. There's no such thing of you experiencing the Holy Spirit that is in contrast and contrary to the word of God. The one you're sealed by is the Holy Spirit. And his sole lead is in truth. His sole lead is to reveal the Son in you. Given to you as a guarantee that you're his very child. Isn't that what Romans 8 tells us? I can go there. You can look it up later on. In Romans 8, 
Verse 15, Paul writes, well, well, well. Uh, we cannot, we have to read 14 first. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. He just told the Corinthians that we have been sealed. We have a guarantee of the Spirit within us. Within us. He is within us. He is within us. And He is leading us from this inside, inside unction within us through the Spirit, through the strength of our inner man. Where Christ dwells by faith. This inward lead, this inward seal, this guarantee is demonstrating sonship to us. 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You're not going to be taken into fear places. There's no such thing, well, Jesus, you know, well, you know, the day of judgment, Jesus, I was very afraid. The Holy Spirit says, be fearful, run away. You've been not given, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You gotta deal with fear. I'm talking to someone. You gotta deal with fear. You gotta address it. You gotta dismantle its operation in your life. You gotta say, no, I'm not a partaker of fear. I've not been given a spirit of bondage again to fear. No fear, no fear. I resist you steadfast in the faith. No, I am a child of God. I'm born from above. I've overcome your fear. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. The spirit himself hears bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if we indeed, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together, picking up the cross daily. Matthew 15. Yep, just like that. Because defilement does not come from the outside. The stillness that we're talking about is of the inner man that is made strong through the Word of God. In chapter 15, the Pharisees want to finagle with Jesus again. And he, he I mean, Jesus is so straightforward and so on point and so not afraid of man. Goes as much as by saying in verse 3, says, Why do you also transgress the commandments of God because of your traditions? In verse 6, he finishes off there, Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. This is how we do it in our camp. This is what we believe in our camp. This is how we do it. And if we're not humble to come and read the verses and allow the word to convict us of truth in the verses of Scripture, that we can go merrily with tra traditions, gatherings, get-togethers. Every time it's this day, we do this. 
Whenever we gather together, it is to exalt him in our midst of us. To be edified by the word of God. Especially in these last days. Verse 7, hypocrites, he calls them. Why did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, and what Isaiah said, that in vain they worship the Lord. They honor him with their mouths, but their hearts are far from God. I'm totally paraphrasing. But in verse 9, he says, in vain they worship me, teaching us doctrines, the commandments of man. These commandments of man have such power on earth that what he just said, don't miss what he said in verse 6. You have made the commandment of God of no effect by your traditions. That these commandments of man can actually make the word of God be void of power in your life. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Like, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I do everything my church does. I do this. I love church. I love, I love Christian gatherings. We have to be in this hour very scrutinous of our hearts, of our postures before God, and above all honor his word and esteem one another higher than we esteem ourselves in the truth of the word of God. So then from here, mm -mm. all right, he says in verse 10, the red letters there, hear and understand in verse 11, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth that this defiles a man. Verse 13, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted, will be uprooted. Let them alone, meaning let the, let, let, let the scribes, the Pharisees, let them alone, let, let them be. They're blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. He says, let them be. They're beyond correction. Here the word stands before them, speaking truth. They're beyond correction. They're stuck in their way of doing things. They don't want to transgress the commandments of man, but they want to transgress the commandment of God. Because their flesh is more familiar with the earthly, being pleasers of man, rather than the heavenly to be a pleaser of God alone. And so here we see that every plant that our heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. And we read in Isaiah 61 that, that only the planting of God gives God glory. And so I truly believe there's a great uprooting having, happening even right now in our own hearts of things being removed. Let them go. Let it go and be still in him. Bring to naught every, every thought that is not positioned, the buts. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's maybe, yeah, but I like it. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but I like them. Yeah, but, do, do, do. yeah, but I don't want to offend them. Yeah, but the word says not to be an offense. Yeah, and then you, then you take scriptures out of context. That's not be still before God is. 
That's being very strifeful in your mind towards, towards the word of God. Let's go to, okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up here with Ephesians. This is it. The grand finale of this message. Be still. Be still. Be still. Ephesians 6. Again, this is truly a follow-up from last week. Be firmly established. And be firmly established, it looks like. Be still. It's the same. It's the same. Verse 6, 10, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to verse 13, though. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. We just, we read what Paul told the Ephesians, that Christ may dwell in our hearts. That we be strengthened in our inner men with this might of the Spirit. It's not outside of the rest of Scripture. It's Paul's writing. What he said to the Ephesians earlier on, he's saying the same here in chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Can I say that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith? Ephesians 3.17. The whole armor of God that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you only believe the word of God. That you be only found in the word of God. Put on the whole armor of God. They may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes. The schemes of the devil. He's crafty. He's got plans to destroy in the most craftiest of ways. Craftiest. Not to outcraft nor out, outsmart God, His Spirit within us. That's why we're to put on the whole armor of God. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let's get that down. We do not wrestle flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Powers and principalities, rulers in spiritual places. Do you get it? Do we get it? Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, verse 13, therefore, take up, or you can say raise up, the whole armor of God. That you may be able, that word able comes from the word dunamis, to have an ability that is of the spirit. I'm not, I'm talking about a supernatural ability to be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. What does Peter tell us about withstanding? To where to withstand the devil, to where to withstand the devil, how? Steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith, because within, within that word faith, within this divine persuasion of our heart, faith is of the heart, dwells the power of the word of God, dwells the sword of the spirit.
Allow the words to work in you. Allow the words to bring sobriety to your mind today. Allow the word to stabilize your life again and to bring it to this place of stillness before God. Because you have an ability that is of God to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. This to me is definition of be still and know that he is God and that he will be exalted on the earth and among the nations. And I want to look up the word to stand in case we think we, we think we know what that means. We think we know what that means. Well, let's see. Let's see if it matches what we think we know it is. I'll read Ephesians 6.13 in the NIV and then a few others and then I'll go to the Strong's. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, can we say today, 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 we have its own little manifestation of Satan wanting to mess up our day. We just say no, no, I'm of God. You may be able to stand your ground. How about you stand your ground? How? Be still. Bring every thought in compliance to the word of God. Be still. Be firmly established. Stay your ground. Stand your ground. And after you've done everything <laughs> to stand. Oh, you mean I don't go into reprieve and go tell my little victory story of, oh, you mean I keep standing? Yes, the word says keep standing. You have an adversary. He's like a roaring lion looking whom he may devour. Keep standing and withstanding. The new living therefore put on every piece of God's armor. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle you'll still be standing firm. Let's do the New American. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, to stand firm, firmly established, to stand firm. You could take your time going through other translations. I want to go to the Strong's. Therefore, take up, that is to, to raise, to pick up, take on board, Carry off, lead the way, come on, lead the way with the word of God. Take up the full armor, that is the complete armor, the full armor of God, so that in order that when the day of evil comes, and it does come, it's just a matter of when, when the evil day comes, that word evil is bad, wicked, malicious, slothful, evil. You'll be able, this is the word that comes from dunamis. You'll be able, that word is I'm powerful. I have the power. I'm able. It's possible for me to resist the devil. Where it is possible, 
and I, I'm going right to it's Dunamai 14:10. I'm able to show ability, empowered, have power. You're not without power to resist the devil. You'll be able to stand your ground. Stand your ground means is anti-histemia. I love it. To set against, to withstand. This word, to stand your ground, that in the evil day, having done all to stand, it is anti, you can hear the word anti, stemmy, to set against, and um, I'll break it down, it's so neat. It is to oppose, and then to stand. It's made of these two words, to oppose and then to stand. And then literally when these two little words uh, uh, come together to form this word, antistemi, it, me, it's, it is a 180 degree contrary position. 180 degree contrary position. There's no mingling with wickedness. There's no waiting around a little bit to, to really see how bad it is. Because maybe if it's a little bad, I can take it. It's 180 degree contrary. You know what that looks like? You, you being the one that's always in opposition to every wicked plan that they are scheming. Messing up their little fun times because you just say, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I don't comply. No, I don't agree. No, no, I stand for God. No. How about you saying no? No. I'm very good saying no. 180 degree in opposition to establish one's position publicly. This is public positioning. To establish one's position publicly by cautiously holding one's ground. That is refusing to be moved, refusing to be pushed back. Is that your lifestyle? Well, even the word lifestyle I don't like. Is this the life of God you're allowing to be lived through you? Antistemi means to this word to withstand, to stand, to stand. What am I saying? That's what be still means to me. I resist you steadfast in the face, devil. I'll not budge from the confidence I have in the word of God. God will be exalted in this moment. I am more than a conqueror. Though the earth be moved from under my feet, Though the mountain be thrown into the ocean, I will not be moved. No, I am still. After I've done all, I stand. That word stand, to withstand, to oppose fully, not partially. Well, you know, we partially agree, no. There's no partial agreement with evil or wickedness. Means to forcefully declare one's personal conviction. This is not me making it up. 
This is the word the Holy Spirit is given to Paul the Apostle in the armor of God that we saw parrots. How about we live out the armor of God? Enough for this little chair and, and, and buying all the books on the armor of God and breaking it down what the armor of God is, but you are cowering. Live and put on the armor of God, men seen, be seen as a Christian, an opposer to wickedness. Why do you think there were, there were martyrs? Why do you think Paul was put in jail? Why was the early church so, church so highly persecuted? Because they were in opposition to wicked decrees on the land. They were against the establishment of wickedness in the land. No, not us. No, not us. We like to blend. Open-minded. And to stemmy, oppose fully, means to forcefully declare one's personal conviction where they unswervingly stand to keep one's possession ardently withstand without giving up nor letting go. This word is was a military term in classical Greek. This word that he's using was a military term. Yeah, it's the armor of God we're talking about. A military term in classical Greek used by so-and-so, we start with a T-H, this. meaning it means to strongly resist an opponent, take a firm stand against. And so today, we take a firm stand against by being firmly established in the word of God. That is what be still is to me. Amen. We're done for today. Glory be to God.